Lord, hear our cry. Come heal our land. Breathe life into these dry and thirsty souls. Lord, hear our prayer. And as we call on your name, would you make this a place for your glory to dwell? Open the blind eyes, unlock the deaf ears, come to your people as we draw near. Hear us from heaven, touch our generation, we are your people. Crying out in desperation. Lord, hear our cries. Come here, Lord, land. Yes, Lord. And breathe life into these dry and thirsty souls. We're thirsty for you, Lord. our generation hear your people crying out in desperation open the blind eyes unlock the deaf ears come to your people as we draw near hear us from heaven touch our generation we are your people crying out in desperation. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. Cry out to him this morning, Lord. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. Sing it again. Hear us from heaven. 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 Open the blind eyes, unlock the deaf ears, come to your people as we draw near. Hear us from heaven, touch our generation, we are your people, 
crying out. Open the blind eyes, unlock the deaf ears, come to your people as we draw near. Hear us from heaven, touch our generation, we are your people, crying out in desperation. Yes. Lord, we are desperate for you. If you don't come and change this land, we, we're in trouble. And it doesn't matter which way the election goes. We cry out to you, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done.
good time this morning. Oh, it's good to see everyone, and I'm so glad that most of all, the Lord is here. Amen. Amen. Good to see your faces, but you know, if you're not here, life's going to go on. But if Jesus isn't here, we got problems. Amen. So this is a good morning. We're going to have a great time. Uh, we got a guest speaker, and we're going to be talking about missions and about, and I just, you know, just remember, all that we're singing about, worthy is the Lamb. Yes. And all that business about God's the one that's going to heal our hearts and raise us up and change us. That's what this is all about. We have an opportunity today to share in that, in a, in a bigger picture than what we normally do in our own lives. And so we're excited about that. I want to read you a, a psalm. Psalms 9. Now, we have, uh, we have a lot of fear and anxiety and confusion and stress going on in our nation right now. Because we got a, an election that's sort of hanging, it's unresolved, and we all are expecting a certain turnout and it's questionable how that's gonna be. I want you to listen to the words of this psalm. I'm gonna read the entire psalm to you. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart and I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne judging in righteousness. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. And you have blotted out their name forever and ever. O oh, enemy, destructions are finished forever. And you have destroyed cities, even their memory has perished, but the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness, and he shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they have made, in the net which they hid. Their own foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Meditation, Selah, just think about that. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. 
The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord. Do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. So Lord, today, we acknowledge that you alone are God. Yes. You alone put people in power. You alone tear them down. You plant and you pull up. It is all in you, Lord. Our trust is in you. And oh God, this morning we cry out to you. Hear our cries, Lord. Hear us from heaven, Lord. That's our cry that you'd hear us this morning. That you'd come. You'd dwell among us. Change our hearts. Turn our hearts towards you, Lord. Cause a spirit of repentance to fall over this nation. To fall over this congregation, this city. That we would begin to honor you like never before. That our eyes would be on you, Lord. And that we would not be comfortable accepting less than your very best. Lord, I thank you that you are in control. I thank you, Lord, that you are going to prevail. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And Father, you have put all things under his feet. And we rejoice in that this morning. We rejoice in that this morning, Lord. You are Lord. You are God. King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no one like you. Lord, we choose to worship you this morning. We choose to lay aside and put down our fears and our doubts and our concerns and our anxieties. And for this hour, hour and a half, or however long it is, Lord, we choose to worship you. We choose to exalt you. We are all in to the kingdom this morning. We say yes to you. So come now, Lord. Have your way among us. Pour your spirit out on us and change us in your presence today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. Amen. Today I choose to follow you. Today. Sing it again today. Today I choose to follow you. Yes, today I choose to give my yes to you. Today I choose to hear your voice and live today. I choose to follow
spend our lives on you Sing wonderful, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, eternal king, Lord of hosts, willingly we follow. Wonderful counselor, everlasting father, eternal king, Lord of hosts, willingly. To follow you today, I choose to give my yes to you today, I choose to hear your voice and live today, I choose to follow you as for me. As for me and my house, we will serve you. As for me and my house, we will spend our lives on you. As for me and my house, we will serve you. As for me and my house, we will spend Sing that first verse again. Sing to the King. Shall bring joy to the 
listen to this what are we all waiting for thank you Jesus Hallelujah. for his returning we watch and we pray we will be ready the dawn of that So come and let us sing a song, a song declaring we belong to Jesus. Yes. Oh yes, he's all we need. Yes. Lift up a heart of praise, sing now with voices raised to Jesus. Sing to the King. Come on, let's sing it again. So come, let us sing a song, a song declaring we belong to Jesus. He's all we need. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Lift up a heart of praise, sing now with voices raised to Jesus. Sing to the King. That ought to put a smile on your face. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Why should I fear men when you made the heavens? Why should I be afraid? You put the stars in place Why should I lose heart When I know how great you are Why should I give up When your plans are full of love In this world we will have trouble But you have overcome the world. Yes, you. you shine brighter than the brightest star. Your love purer than the purest heart. You shine filling us with courage and Should I fear man when you made the heavens? Why should I be afraid? You put the stars in place. Why should I lose heart 
when I know how great you are? Why should I give up when your plans are full of love? In this world we will have trouble, but you have overcome the Play. 
Father, you are king. 
sing this second verse again. Find rest, my soul. Find rest, my soul, in Christ alone. No.
got a guest speaker this morning but we're not in a hurry let's just let's just wait on the Lord a minute in case you didn't figure it out it's been a pretty consistent theme this morning that God is on the throne he is worthy of our praise and it doesn't matter about elections or who wins or who loses or, or any of that God is still on the throne he is worthy of our praise we are going to worship him and exalt him and his word is true his word tells us that he's going to watch over his children and when your hope and your trust is in him hope does not make a shame thank you lord that your hope in us that living hope in us christ in us the hope of glory we have a reason to look forward with excitement and enthusiasm we're not looking forward to a doom and gloom. We're looking forward to you being victorious because the Father has placed all things under your feet. And we're learning how to walk that out in this life right now. You are restoring us, Lord. You're turning us back to like you created us to be and that our hearts and our minds be focused on you. And we'd be able to walk with you, be able to hear your voice, see you, know what you're saying and doing. Be with you in such a way that your kingdom can come and your will is done in our lives in this earth right here and right now Lord, we thank you that you alone are god and i thank you that you have all of our futures right in the very palm of your hand and you're holding them and there is nothing 
that the enemy can do to snatch us out of your hand. There's nothing that the enemy can do to overthrow your kingdom because you said you would build your church. The gates of hell wouldn't prevail against it. So Lord, I thank you that you are building. You're building your church in us. You're building your church in me. You're building your church in each person in this building, each person that might be listening somewhere else. You are building your church in us. We choose this morning to say yes to you. Yes to you, Lord. Yes to your building in us. Yes to your plan and purpose for our lives. No more will I make all the decisions on my own. I choose yes to you, Lord. From this day forward, I choose yes to you. Speak to us, Lord. Each person here, I pray now that you just pour your spirit out, that you would speak to each person. Each person would begin to hear that call. That call. Just like you called the original 12. You just walked up and you said, you, follow me. Would you listen and hear God say that to you today? Hear him saying to you, you, follow me. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about what the culture is saying. Don't worry about what the news media is saying. You, I'm speaking to you. You, you follow me. I say yes, Lord. I choose to follow you. I choose today to give my yes to you. Thank you, Jesus. Just breathe in from the Spirit. Breathe in what He's saying to you right now. Miss, you got a word? Share it with us, brother. Yeah, I just wanted to share what the Lord's been stirring in my heart the last couple of weeks, really, from Ephesians 6. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We're seeing the wiles of the devil trying to sweep over our country, over our world, the darkness. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we know, brothers and sisters, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the tearing down of strongholds. And as we witness this darkness, this, this, this uh, wiles of the devil as he comes to steal, kill, and destroy freedom, as he comes to steal, kill, and destroy and try and suppress the going forth of the gospel from this great nation, we come against that if we join our faith, not with weapons of man, not in trusting in man, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the tearing down of strongholds. And so let's come together and let's agree. We come against that dark tide that's trying to roll across this country and this world. And we say, you get on out of here in the name of Jesus. We have authority over that in the name of Jesus. We have authority over that because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. And we take our authority. We stand up as a church right now and we take our authority over the darkness right now. And we say, you go, you roll back. And Father, we give you praise and we give you glory this morning. We thank you, Lord, because our faith is in you. We trust in you, not in the things of man, 
we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm says, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. So Lord, this morning, arise in each one of us and let your enemies be scattered, Lord. They're not just our enemies, they are your enemies. And when they are enemies against you, you will defend us against them, Lord. So I thank you that you are gonna arise in each one of us as your children. Cause us to rise up and take our rightful place as the body of Christ, that we would no longer be content We'd no longer be content to just accept whatever comes, but we would begin to expect you to have your way and you to bring your very best plans and purposes to pass in our lives, Lord. We proclaim that over ourselves and over our families, over this body, over this community, over this state, Lord, over this nation and over the entire earth, Lord. You said the earth would be covered and filled with the glory of the Lord as the, as the waters cover the sea. And so, Lord, this morning, let it be. Let us as your people begin to rise up and proclaim the truth of who you are. Proclaim the truth of who we are in you, Lord. I thank you for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. The Lord is here this morning. He's here this morning. Just take a deep breath and just receive it. Because God has poured out life and freedom and liberty on this body this morning, Lord. And you're, you're taking away taking away all fear because it's being overthrown and cast out by your perfect love, Lord. Because fear has torment, and we've been tormented long enough over this election. We've been tormented long enough over all the uncertainty, Lord, and your perfect love is casting out that fear, causing us to, to breathe in that life, to know that everything is going to be okay because in you, we are more than conquerors. We always walk in triumph, Lord. And you said you'd give us that peace that protects and keeps our hearts and minds when our eyes are on you, Lord. I thank you for that. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, amen and amen. You can be seated. And uh, thank you, worship team. You wouldn't know this was uh, a backup team this morning. They did really well. Our regular, regular folks, uh, some of them aren't here. So we got, we got other people doing the sound, and all, all kinds of things are different this morning than normal. And I just thank everyone for stepping up and taking care of business. It's easy to, it's easy to come and do what I do every week when uh, everybody else is so good about serving and doing what they do. I love you guys, and I'm really thankful to have a body of people like you blesses me. I'm going to make a couple of quick announcements, and then we're going to turn it over to Daniel and, and Yolanda. Um, Carlos uh, is doing fine. We've spoken with him this week, and uh, he's doing fine. And he's really thankful for all of your support and your love and prayers. And I just want to tell you, when, when he does come back, whenever it might be, if it's next week or two or three weeks from now, would you just greet him and don't glom on to him and get him going all emotional and everything. Just, just say, hey, good to see you. 
and uh, give him some space. If he wants to talk about it, he'll talk. And for those that don't know, Carlos just lost his wife a few weeks ago, and uh, he's been taking a break. Uh, today is vet, or not today's day, but Veterans Day was this week, and I didn't say anything last week, but I want to I want to talk about it today a little bit. First of all, let me just invite everyone who served uh, to stand. I want to recognize you and just give them a hand. Thank you. God bless you. <clears throat> Amen. So we appreciate all the people who served and, and uh, gave of themselves. Thank you for the families that, that gave because it costs everyone. It's not just the person that goes. And then uh, our nation wouldn't be what it is without uh, the folks that serve and did stuff. So thank you so much for that. Uh, we have all our regular uh, Wednesday activities and stuff this week, just like always. Uh, we're going to have some things coming up that we'll be talking to you about. Christmas on the Square, and uh, we're going to be having an all-church banquet. Uh, We've we got some things coming up, but like I said, we'll be talking about it. So now uh, we're going to dismiss the children, and you can go to your classes. You've got Miss Amber. You follow her. If you can keep up, she's pretty energetic. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> One of, the, one of the few young people we have here. We're, we're kind of an older congregation, so uh, we like, we like the, the youthful, energetic stuff going on. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and turn the service over to uh, Daniel and Londa. They are fixing to deploy and go to uh, Puerto Rico, and we want to hear from them, try to catch a hold of their passion, and begin to, to pray about supporting them in all different ways. And so... Would you give them a hand now? Let's welcome Daniel and Mama. Thank you. Good morning. Is this on? I can't tell. Is it on? Okay. <laughs> Just give me a second to set ourselves here. There you go. All right. What a great morning, great time in worship. And uh, we are just so blessed and honored uh, uh, to have an opportunity to be here with you guys. And um, it was our first time in Fort Worth yesterday. Uh, we, we got a hotel in Fort Worth. And, and uh, first thing my daughter said, there's a lot of cowboys here. <laughs> and uh, actually, I, I, I said that. Uh, <laughs> but we're just so honored to be here. You know, I, I, this morning I got up from the hotel and... Um, and I just went down as the, my family was getting ready, and I had some coffee and took a moment outside. And, and I got a word this morning, and I, I didn't know what it was for, but the words they were given this morning, I just feel like I should just share this with you right now, and then I'll introduce us in a minute. But I just feel like i got to share this. It was in Obadi Obadiah, and um, it says, But on Zion, Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. But the house of Esau shall stumble. They will kindle them and devour them, and no survivor shall remain of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. I'm going to do something unique here, but can, I, can you guys stand with me? Because 
I really believe, as even Pastor Terry had mentioned, that I really believe that today is a day of deliverance. I really believe today is a day where we encounter the Lord maybe like never before. I really believe today is a day that the hand of God wants to touch you, and if anyone reaches out, you might experience a transformation in your life. I want to just read this, and as as I read this again, uh, would you just respond to me and just receive this in Jesus' name? But it says, but on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. Can I say today, but at Fellowship in Weatherford, there shall be deliverance in Jesus' name. There shall be the deliverance of the Lord in Jesus' name. It says, and there shall be holiness. Father, I thank you that we stand here in the holy presence of our King of kings and Lord of lords. I thank you, Lord, that what what the enemy has tried to use for evil, God, you are turning for good. It says, the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. I thank you that right now what the enemy has stolen from you, God is restoring. God is bringing back. God has given it back to you. God is saying, I have brought it back to you. The house of Jacob shall be a fire. I say today that the fellowship in Weatherford, Weatherford should be a house of fire, shall be a flame, that when we speak, the fire of God will come out of our mouth, that the word of God will pierce the hearts, oh Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that the house of Esau shall be stumble. I declare today, depression in this place shall be nothing but stumble. I I declare in this place that broken marriages is nothing but stubble. I declare in this place that the grip of the enemy is nothing but stubble in this place. If you if you agree with me, just say amen, 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 amen. amen. And they shall kindle and devour them and no survivors shall remain of the house of Esau. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We thank you, O Lord. You alone are worthy, Lord. We thank you, O Lord, that the presence of God is in this place. We thank you, Lord, that you have prepared us for a time such as this. We thought today was just a Sunday, but it's a day that you had planned for Mm -hmm. us, oh God. We thought it was just a normal day, Lord, but today's a day of deliverance. We thought today was just a normal day, but today the fire is going to break out in this place, oh God. And if you receive that, we just lift up our hands and say, God, here we are. Praise you, Jesus. Touch us. Praise you, Lord. Speak to us. Hallelujah. Move in us. Transform us. Invade us in this place, oh God. We love you and praise you. If you say, wow, that felt good, just give a high five to your neighbor and say, that was pretty cool. God is good. <laughs> you may be seated. You may be seated. Well, God is so good. And, and uh, my name is Pastor Daniel, and this is my beautiful wife, Pastor Yolanda. We are local Foursquare pastors, and so we are part of the Foursquare family with you. Um, just, just around the block, about four hours away, uh, it was an easy drive. Um, but it was nice. And so we're in Katy, Texas, and uh, we have, I think we have some pictures of our family. We have, uh, our, we have three children. Our oldest son, Isaiah, is 22 years old. Uh, our, young, our middle child, Natalia, our, we have our two younger children with us, as, as you saw sitting up front. Our middle child, Natalia, she is going to be 11 on the 27th of this month. And then our old, youngest son is seven. He just turned seven, and his name is Mateo. And so, more like thirty. Yeah, more like thirty for sure. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. No worries. No worries. It's okay. You saw two in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, you saw two. <laughs> yeah, they're the families that are there. So, um, uh, yeah. So that's our family. And outside of being local Foursquare pastors. We are also missionaries to Puerto Rico. Wepa, yes. right? Got that tongue roll He's on been there. Practicing. Got the tongue roll. I'm pretty sure you got the tongue roll over there as well. Uh, 
And, uh, and so we're going to be missionaries, and we're with, uh, with God's favor and his provision, we are praying that we, we're on a journey to 100, is what mm-hmm. we're calling it, and it's a, that's 100% by January, and we're about just about 77% of our budget, and so if everything goes well, we will purchase our tickets for early March to deploy, pack up our family, and go and begin to do all the things that the Lord has in Amen. store and is calling us to do. And thank you. And so also with that, being a part of Life Church, um, we have someone that has, has now become our lead pastor, someone that you know and, and uh, who he says is you're very dear to him. And he asked us to make sure he, that we gave you a greeting from Pastor Kim Pittner. And uh, yeah. And so he says, hello. We have such an honor and a privilege Amen. to be under him before we go. And uh, we know that God's going to do amazing things with him. Yeah as pastor there and so he sends his greeting to you did i miss anything i think we're good no, right i'm just glad i wore heels today because they could see, <laughs> y'all could see me <laughs> well um i i, I just want to jump right into our mission because when we talk about the mission and and we're so excited to share this but as we talk about the mission we're really talking about one word mm-hmm. and that word is hope it's hope um, we've all experienced some form of hopelessness in some form or fashion. For some of us, it was maybe an experience in your life, just this one-off experience. And for others, maybe for you, it was a season in your life. As I talked to uh, Brother Bear over here, we, I, he shared with me some of his stuff and some, from the past, of course. And so for some of us, it's that season in our life that st- st- steals our sense of hope, that sense of purpose. Sometimes you, you go through a season where you feel like the, the very hand of God has been removed from you. The call, his calling on you has been taken because of the hopelessness in your life. Can anyone relate to what I'm talking Amen. about in this place? Okay, good. Well, we all, we've all experienced hopelessness in some form or some fashion. My hopelessness came because of drugs and alcohol. At a young age, I was, by my sophomore year in high school, I was already addicted to uh, drugs and alcohol, and what was supposed to be this fun, incredible, youthful season in my life quickly turned into a very dark season. Now, I've always shared my testimony as being uh, coming out of addiction. However, about three weeks ago or so, we were at a, I was at a men's retreat. And I remember this young guy shared, he came to the podium and he shared his testimony And as he shared his testimony, the Lord said that I'm going to take your testimony deeper. Now, up to that point, point I had, as I mentioned, I'd always said that my testimony was coming out of addiction. I thought my hopelessness was was because of the addiction in my life. But what I began to realize at that moment, as this young guy began to share his testimony of of being sexually molested, sexually abused at at a young age, I began to remember that there was only two people that really knew the dark side part of my testimony. That I too, at a young, at a, as a young man, as a young teenager, was sexually molested by another, an older man. And, and so the Lord began to say, this will be your ministry as well. And so I began to share, I began to share now that the hopelessness wasn't from addiction, but in, in fact, the, it, it started from that time of being sexually molested, which opened the door to addiction and abuse. And then I found myself, as I mentioned, by my sophomore year in high school, now addicted to cocaine and pills and marijuana and alcohol and drinking. And I came into this place of extreme darkness in my life. For me, my um, hopelessness came as a result of other people's sins in my life. 
Ooh, the emotions are high right now. <laughs> um, as Daniel was sharing, I began to feel my emotions rising, and I believe that when we share our testimony and there's emotion behind it, it's just because God's doing a work in Amen. us. It's not because I walk in condemnation or my shame any longer, but it's because he's freeing me and liberating me, and my testimony is setting other people free. Amen? So, Amen. Um, my addiction came um, as a result of the abuse that I endured at the hands of family members. I was sexually abused by multiple men in my family from, gosh, I, my first memory was the age of three. My last memory was the age of 21. Um, I endured a lot. It left me feeling as a child confused and angry. These were the people that were entrusted to be around me. Um, I trusted them. I loved them. I, you know, I, I, this was, these were family members. and. Uh, but it left me feeling really dirty and shameful, and uh, my self-worth was, there was no self-worth. Um, and as a result, I started experimenting with drugs and alcohol, and I can remember as a, a little eighth grader sneaking off campus and going into a basement of a friend's house, and we would drink all her parents' alcohol and go back to school intoxicated, and that's how I got by as an eighth grader. Um, by the time I was a sophomore in high school, I was now fully addicted to drugs, and there was promiscuity in my life because, again, that's what I felt I was worth. Um, and I just, I spiraled. I spiraled in a place of uh, darkness or to a place of darkness. Um, I thought that that was the only thing that was for me. I didn't believe that I could get anything better, that I can do anything better with my life. Um, but man, praise the Lord, right? <laughs> you know what? But praise God that God didn't leave us in our mess. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He, in fact, he turned our mess into a message. Amen. For me, my mess turned into a message after I had been in, with drugs and alcohol for like a week or so. And, and I remember being in my little studio apartment in Chicago. And I remember falling to my knees. I had come to the end of myself, or many of us can relate to just hitting rock bottom. And I remember just being on, the knee, on my knees in my little studio apartment, crying out to God that I, I did not know. I didn't have a relationship with God. I wasn't going to church, but I knew that if I continued in this path that I was walking in right now, it was going to lead me into death. And, and so I cried out to God. I said, God, free me from this addiction. Free me from this life that I have turned into. And so I remember that week I got invited to a church service. And I remember sitting in the back row of this, of this church in Chicago, and the pastor was doing this amazing uh, message on the gospel. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I felt like God was speaking directly to me. How many of you can relate to that? I just felt like God was talking directly to me at that moment. And the pastor opened the altar and, and did an altar call, and anyone that wanted to receive Jesus, come on down. And I remember just kind of looking around and seeing why isn't everyone moving right now? And I remember I just kind of made my way through the aisle and I ran to the floor and I fell on my knees. Except this time it wasn't crying out to God to free me, but God, well, it kind of was to free me, right? It was God, I was saying yes to Jesus. And that day I made the decision of my life that would change the rest of my life forever. They would change my marriage, which I hadn't had at the time. They would change the, the, the life and the generations of Amen. my kids that I didn't have at that moment. That moment would change my life forever. And that was now 12 years, more than 12 years later, I've been clean and sober. That from that Ooh. moment, I, I never touched anything. It was this radical transformation in my life that I was able to strip everything off and say yes to Jesus. Jesus, you're enough. Amen. Amen. Good. For me, 
it was a radical moment, but not like that. Um, for me, it was on a gurney in a cold hospital room in Chicago. That's where we're originally from, in Chicago, as you can tell by our accents. Um, but it, I was having, I had had complications with my heart, um, and I was being treated by a cardiologist in Chicago. And uh, man, when the Lord wants to put somebody in your path, right? So I would go to my appointments, and he would talk to me about the Lord. You got to go to church, Yolanda. You got to go pray, Yolanda. Amen. You got to go serve the Lord, Yolanda. And I was, you know, I was really cynical. I spent a big chunk of my life getting hurt, and I felt God wasn't taking care of me, and so I didn't want to know God. Um, and he would tell me these things, and I'd say, you know, Dr. Nazari, you don't get paid to talk to me about God. You get paid to check my heart. And he said to me, I, I am checking your heart. And mm -hmm. had... You know, I would have never thought anything of it. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So I go have this surgery because they were saying that um, without it, I wouldn't see 30 years of age, 42 as of August, yeah. praise the Lord. And you don't look it either. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but um, have this operation and I have this moment, this what I am gonna call a dream, right? I have this encounter with the Lord sorry. <laughs> I have this encounter with the Lord where I come face to face with him and he reaches out his hands to me and I grab them and I remember just, it's a shame that you can't see the picture, our oldest son, I always tell him, Isaiah, do you work? Because his hands are so soft. <laughs> They're so soft, but they remind me of the hands of our maker because as I touched his hands, what I could remember was how delicate they were. Amen. And as I grabbed onto him, he said one word to me, and he called me daughter. Amen. And that word filled me. It filled me so much. It changed everything in my life. I knew that I was in a safe place. I knew that I was incredibly loved, that my shame was gone there, that I didn't have to worry about the things that pursued me and followed me and right. made me feel held down and in bondage and... And I knew I was safe. I knew that there was no hurting me up there. And I remember begging him. I said, I just want to stay with you. And he said, no. And I was like, what? <laughs> but you just said I'm your daughter. <laughs> like, and I said, I, I, I just want to be here. And again, he said, no. And I was like, does he know who I am? <laughs> like, you know, and I, and I just, have you guys ever wanted to be somewhere so bad that you didn't want to go home? Yeah. Maybe like Hawaii? <laughs> But for me, it was, all my hurt was gone. It really was. My hurt was gone. My shame was gone. And I knew that that was where I wanted to be. And he said to me one last time, I can't keep you. I have a plan and a purpose Amen. for you that I That's need right. you to fulfill. Right. And I remember that he released my hands. And it was a, a scary moment because I remember just watching him get further and further and further away from me. And it was like this free fall moment for me. And then I came to on this hospital bed to hear my doctor say, well, welcome back. You gave me a big scare. I had no idea what that meant because I'm still like, whoa, like I had this dream about God, right? And so moving forward, it's recovery. I'm in recovery and he comes to check on me. Visiting hours are over. So my family leaves and he comes to check on me one last time. And I remembering that he was a believer said to him, hey, can I share a dream that I had with you? And I go through the details of it, and he says, can I share something with you? And he pulls out my EKG, and there were seven minutes where there was no response from my heart. 
And he says, this line right here, that wasn't a dream. That was your encounter with the maker, and he's Amen. pursuing you. Amen. That was, good. yeah, glory to God. That was a Friday morning that I had surgery against his wishes. I checked out of the hospital with a nurse, and by Sunday night, I was at church surrendering my life to Jesus. Amen. And Praise I wish God. that I can say that it was instant, right? Just like Daniel said, like, everything was instantly gone. For the next three years or so, I, I battled still with, ad, with my addiction, and I battled with, um, man, enemy, you're a liar. You're a liar because I battled with the lies. That's right. And then one day it just fell off, and it was gone. And I'm still walking in my healing, right? But it's good. It's a good healing. It's Amen. a good process. And I'm in a place where I never thought that I would be. I'm a pastor and I'm a wife and a mother, and I'm 15 years clean and sober. Amen. And That's man, there is there's victory in the name of Jesus. There really is. There's victory and there's hope in that name. Proud of you, girl. Good job. Praise God. You know, it was through our relationship with Jesus Christ and, and understanding his love for us that we began to understand, listen, church, that our sin, <laughs> that our choices, yeah. that our addictions did not define our future. Yeah. And it definitely didn't void God's calling on our yeah. life. Today, we are a story of hope. Today, we are the testament of the faithfulness of God. And today, we believe that God is sending yeah. us to, to, Puerto, to Puerto Rico to be hope to the hopeless there on the island, to declare restoration and healing to the broken in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. We're excited to share with you a little bit about uh, now the mission, exactly what we're going to be doing there. But we want to talk a little bit about some of the things going on in Puerto Rico. You know, it's no secret that there is a drug epidemic, in, uh, drug epidemic going on right here in the United States. And in Puerto Rico, it's no different except for one thing, and that is resources. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, our slides aren't working, but I'm going to go over some, some statistics with you all. Um, the University of Nebraska declared that Puerto Rico's funding priorities clearly align with punishment instead of treatment and rehabilitation. Before Hurricane Maria, if you guys remember, it was a massive storm that wiped out the, the, the nation from one side to the other. Um, before Hurricane Maria, there were very little treatment programs on the, on the island, and now you could barely find them. Um, the Miami Herald reported right after the, the storm that Puerto Rico has battled an epidemic of addiction um, to injection drugs, particularly heroin with fentanyl and horse tranquilizers. We got a lot of farmers in this room, right? <laughs> Y'all know the size Maybe. of horses. They're taking horse tranquilizers and they're injecting this into their bloodstream wow. and this is what they are getting high off of, okay? Wow. There's an issue in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is also a $73 billion, Puerto Rico is also a nation with a $73 billion debt crisis. It's got a spiraling economy. They don't really have a desire to raise up treatment centers or give out that type of resource. Um, if we compare Puerto Rico to the state of Connecticut population-wise, Connecticut has 3.5 million people. On the island of Puerto Rico, there are 3.2 million people. For 3.2 million people in Puerto Rico, there are 46 treatment centers. Right, there's a problem. In Connecticut, there are 221, so you can see there's a lack, there's a need out there. There's a need in Puerto Rico. Um, there is also over 300 of their public schools throughout the island that have been shut down or abandoned, primarily because of the economy, but in recent years it's been hurricanes. Uh, in the recent months it's been the earthquakes, and so we have kids that are literally getting up super, super early 
to travel an hour and a half away to the next campus that's open for them to go to school. And so there's even a lack of education out there for our kids right now. Um, and that equates to about 25% of the public schools on the island that have been abandoned. Puerto Rico also has 44% of its families living in poverty. Mm -hmm. um, if you compare it to Connecticut, Connecticut is 9.8, but if you compare it to the entire United States, we're at 12%. Again, Puerto Rico's at 44% of their families under the poverty rate, and the United States is at 12%. Well, nearly half, right? Mm -hmm. and now, now keep in mind that this is also pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so 46 was after the hurricane. Who knows you know, how many have survived uh, due to income and, and resources right. that remain on the island now. But if you're like us, you're probably thinking, hey, enough is enough. Something has to give. You know, we're seeing stories like ours in Puerto Rico of young men and women living a life of hopelessness. Unfortunately, they're lacking the resources and support like, of churches like this one here and, and individuals like yourselves and like Yolanda and I who will be willing to say, Lord, send me or Lord, use me or how can we help our fellow brothers and sisters right down the ocean, I guess you would say, right? And as the Lord has made our hearts tender toward families living in Puerto Rico with addiction, abuse, and poverty, we've learned of amazing men and women who've actually used community, community centers not only to meet the needs uh, with their resources uh, of that community, but also to partner, who partnered with God and have seen signs and wonders and miracles done. The peace of the Lord ushered in and men, women, and families drawn to the Lord and families reunited and marriages restored and household after household receiving salvation. I don't know about you, but that is good news. Amen. Good news. Christian organizations like the Dream Center and Attack Poverty are, are doing amazing work within the perspective of their communities. And we've seen it in Chicago. Chicago, LA, right here in Texas, dream centers all over the nation are seeing people who had no hope now living a life of hope. They're living the life that God created them to live, whether pastors or, or teachers or mothers or fathers, lives are being changed. Amen. Amen. So would you like to know what we'll be doing in Puerto Rico? All right. <laughs> I do. All right. <laughs> so as I mentioned, the 300 abandoned schools you know, God, he doesn't do anything in a small way, right? <laughs> He's, God, it's big-sized dreams Amen. with God. And so we believe that the Lord has given us the vision to take one of those campuses. I feel like I need to move because <laughs> um, to take one of those campuses and restore it and raise it up to a dream center or a dream center-like establishment Amen. where we can offer free resources right. to the young families in the community that struggle with addiction, abuse, and poverty. Amen. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, take a moment to ask you guys to begin to dream with us Amen. and I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and I just want you to dream That's dream right. with us so imagine that the fellowship has a short-term mission team that's come out to Puerto Rico we've obtained one of these campuses and we are um, restoring this campus we're painting we are putting new furniture in the landscape is being done we're making classrooms and we get this moment where our marquee is ready and it goes up and it says Dream Center Esperanza and Esperanza means hope in Spanish. And in the community there's a woman and we'll call her Rosa and Rosa is a wife and she's a mother of two young kids and uh, Rosa has a husband that goes to work and rather than to come home after work he goes to the bar because he's an alcoholic. And he comes home and 
Rosa becomes who he takes out his anger on and his frustration, and she's beat and battered, and her fears for her children now. Um, Rosa takes a walk and comes across Dream Center Esperanza, and she is immediately greeted at the doors with hope. She's greeted with love. She feels welcomed. But the one thing that she's greeted with the most is a community of people that teach her how to know Jesus the way that we know Jesus. Amen. And she begins to get resources like um, shelter and, and food pantry and um, clothing and tutoring resources for her children and counseling for her marriage. She begins to get all these resources and she begins to become restored and equipped. And now Rosa is at a place where she's stronger than when she walked in and she begins to take men and women through the same journey at the Dream Center that she experienced. She begins to teach others in her community how to know Jesus the way that she knows Jesus. Amen. And now they're being restored right. and equipped, awesome. and they're being sent out not just across the island, but across the world to plant churches and raise up dream centers in other communities. Amen. Well, you can open up your eyes. I, I, love, I love when my wife shares that, and we walk through that because I believe the Lord uh, just begins to show, show people different things and and let me help you down. Yeah. Show us different things. And, and the one word that she says there is God size. You know, I, I, I once heard, and I'll share it with you. You can use it, uh, that if, you're, if, you're, if, you're not, if your dream doesn't require a godly intervention, you're just not dreaming big enough. <laughs> I'll say that again. If, you're, if your dreams do not require a godly intervention, you're just not dreaming big enough. And so, uh, you know, that, that's what we're doing. We're believing for God to do the impossible. I just felt like I needed to switch it up a little bit. And, but, uh, so let me just go this way. But Proverbs 4.11 says, I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. That when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. What a, what a promise, right? That when you run, you will not stumble. You know, God is always with us, no matter how far we've gone, no matter how far we've strayed, no matter how dark it looks, when we turn to him for guidance, then he will lead our steps. <laughs> now that is security, that I'm not in control, but he is, praise God. This is how we find freedom from fear. This is how we find freedom from our addictions. You know, Yolanda, uh, God was always with Yolanda and I, waiting for us to look to him for guidance and today, we would like to invite you to be led by the Spirit of the Lord and how He leads you to partner with us in this God-sized dream. As we come alongside other Puerto Rican men and women and families, lifting them up and encouraging them to follow Jesus while being transformed and restored by a deep relationship with Him. By supporting this ministry and this mission, you are providing shelter and counseling and mentoring and education and a foundation on biblical teaching. You know, we'd love to meet each and every one of you directly after service, so please we'll be in the foyer. Just come and shake our hands, and we'd love to answer any question that you may have about the mission. But maybe your heart right now is already connected to the mission, and, and, and you know that God is probably leading you to partner with us through intentional prayer or, or a one-time gift or a, a monthly gift of 50, 75, 100, or, or, or some other monthly amount. But right now, I'm, I kind of went backwards a little bit, but if you're able to get the cards and pass them out, 
Um, we're going to have some people just pass some cards out. And so if you want one, please just raise your hand. We'll get one. It has our information on there. You can know how you can pray for us or how you can partner with us through prayer or how you can partner with us through finances. Because you say, hey, you know, I can't go out there, but I want to be a part of what you're doing. Maybe you say I have a similar testimony of, of yours and you can relate to our story. And, and you know that, hey, there, there is an issue. There is a problem. There are things going on. And maybe it's not in Puerto Rico. Maybe it's right here, but you say, hey, we want to partner with you, whatever, however that looks like. Uh, you can just raise your hand. We've got them right now. We'll get a card out to you. I want to I talk a little bit of going back because now I want to just share a little message with you. You can hold on as you look at those cards and maybe fill them out. At the end of the service, you can leave them, you turn them into us or leave them on the desk there. And um, but most of us in this room have firsthand knowledge when, and experience when it comes to addiction, abuse, or poverty. Whether you yourself are or have been a victim of abuse or live through financial hardship, or maybe you've seen the effects of addiction in your family. For years, I used to hate my testimony. I used to hate where I allowed my life to get. As I mentioned, I lived a life of hopelessness because of the shame that had a tight grip on my life. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, I remember as a, as a youth pastor, I had this young guy who had this calling on his life to be a, a musician, and, and he, was, he did really well at teaching young people how to, to, to learn different music talents and so forth. And, but he had an addiction in his life, and he had, one, he had overcome the addiction, but how many of you know the enemy sometimes likes to mess with us, right? And so the enemy was dealing with him at one point, and he calls me up to confess that he was struggling with some thoughts of suicide. And he began to share with me these, these thoughts that he had. And, and not only the, were they thoughts, but he knew exactly where he wanted to do it and how he wanted to do it. And when I asked him, hey, wh why did you cho choose that place? He said this. He said, because no one would hear me do it there. It broke my heart. Here's this young guy with the calling of God on his life, but because of his shame, because of the grip of the enemy, with, of the addiction on his life, he believed that that very calling on his life had been removed. Can I tell you something? If there's someone in here that knows what I'm saying or, or can relate to this young guy, let me tell you something. The Lord has not forsaken you. <laughs> he wants to meet you right where you are at. There is still hope. You are still loved. Your choices, your, your addictions, your, your decisions, your sin does not, does not define your future. And it definitely doesn't void God's calling on your life. Amen? Amen? You know, we can look at the Bible throughout Scripture. There's story after story. But I do want to spend just a moment with you talking about one story. And it's, it's in John chapter 8. And I, I, let me paint the picture here because it's a pretty magnificent scenario we have here. And we've all heard of this story in John chapter 8. There, there's some Pharisees, some teachers of the law come walking in while, teacher, while Jesus is teaching. And, he, and, she, and they drag in this woman. <laughs> they drag in this, this woman and, who had been struggling, had, had made some poor decisions in her life. And they drag this woman before Jesus and they say this in John chapter 8, starting in verse 4. They say, they say to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. They drag this woman before Jesus and they say, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. And I wonder sometimes how this woman must have felt. 
I wonder how this woman must have felt in this very moment. I wonder as her sins and her, her choices were exposed by her accusers. I mean, if you can relate, when the enemy will often make you expose your sins, expose your, your choices, maybe not to everyone, but to yourself. <laughs> you, you just feel like, man, you're worthless, or, or things just can't get good because of my choices. So I wonder how this woman must have felt. As she's given a new name tag by her accusers, this adulterous woman, forget that she was a wife, forget that she was a mother, forget that she was a teacher, whatever that she was doing, right at this moment, all she is is an adulterous woman. I wonder how this woman must have felt as her accusers pointed at her, as a spotlight shined on her choices. Pastor, I wonder how this woman must have felt. I wonder how she must have felt as she was thrown before Jesus to feel judged and to make feel to, as though she was worthless. Jesus doesn't have time for you. Look at what you have done in your life. I wonder if there's someone in here that can relate that maybe you were in a situation in your life where, where you just felt like the enemy just kept using that. Look what you've done in your life. Look what you have become. How can Jesus love you? I wonder how this woman must have felt. Jesus, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. And they go on and they say, now Moses says in the law that such should be stoned. But what do you say, Jesus? (laughs) Maybe you're here in this room today and you can relate to this woman. Maybe you're walking in addiction yourself or bound to some sin and the enemy has given you a new name. Uh, the, the adulterous man or the adulterous woman or, or the addict or, or full of pride or full of anger, rebellious and poor, or a use, useless and a mistake, full of depression. Master, pastor, I, I feel like the enemy has always expo- exposing my choices, my addiction, my sin. My, I, I hate the choices that I made in my life. Trust me, don't worry, this message gets happier. <laughs> I hate who I've become. I find myself avoiding coming here because the enemy loves to put me in front of of Jesus to feel judged and and worthlessness, hate, depression, and, and doubt begin to overcome me. If that's you this morning, I want you to know that we serve a powerful God. (laughs) He is ready to take you from the pit to the palace. He wants to make a way in your life where there seems to be no way. I don't know about you, but I serve the God of the impossible. Amen. Listen, I don't know about you, but I I serve a mountain moving kind of God. I don't know about you, but I serve a giant slain God. Listen, we serve an ocean splitting, dead rising, multitude feeding, lion taming, fire protecting, water walking, sickness and disease healing, all powerful, all knowing, super loving God. And when I and when I cry to him, I cry for him to do what only he can do. Can I tell you something? God wants to do something in your life today. Lord, break the chains of sin and death in this place. Look at your neighbor and tell them, hey, the story isn't over. In fact, it gets better. (laughs) You can say it however you want to say it. (laughs) Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. But the law of Moses says that such a woman should be stoned. But what do you say, Jesus? You know, this, that, that exact question for many years kept me in my, in my sin. It kept me in my addiction. It kept me bounded up in my life and the choices that I had made. It kept me there because I felt like I already knew what Jesus would say. 
I, I felt like I knew what he thought the answer to that question was. The, such should be stoned, but what do you say, Jesus? I, I felt like Jesus would always say, stone her. <laughs> she committed it. If that's what the law says, she deserves it. Stone the woman. Stone Daniel. You, you, you deserve it. Look at the, your choices you've made. Look at the things that you, that you have chosen, Daniel. But what do you say, Jesus? What did Jesus say? <laughs> the Bible says that Jesus didn't say a word. Listen to this, y'all. <laughs> the Bible says that Jesus didn't say a word. The Bible says that as though he did not hear, he bent down. He began to write on the ground. Now, the Bible doesn't say <laughs> what he wrote on the ground. In fact, that is my that is one of my top 10 questions when I see him. Jesus, <laughs> what did you write on the ground? <laughs> we got to know. There are a lot of things on YouTube and sermons out there of what they think he wrote on the ground, but we want to know, Jesus, what he wrote on the ground. I'll give you my, perception, my perspective of it, of course, but, but, it, but Jesus, they say that Jesus stooped down. The Bible says he stooped down and began to write on the ground, and we don't know what he wrote on the ground, but I I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised that while the enemy was focused on her sin, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if while the enemy was focused on her sin, if Jesus was focused on his creation. <laughs> Let me say that again. I, I wouldn't be surprised that while the enemy was focused on her sin, if, if Jesus was so focused on his creation, and I wouldn't be surprised that if at that moment that he was just focused on his daughter, this woman that was thrown before her and said that she was an adulterous wife, I wouldn't be surprised if he was just focused on his daughter and was just writing forgiven. I wouldn't be surprised that if at that moment while the enemy was so focused on her sin and, and calling her out as an adulterous woman and so focused on the, the errors and the mistakes that she was making, if Jesus was just so focused on her and he was just writing loved. Oh, God. I wouldn't be surprised that while the enemy was focused on her sin, if Jesus was focused on his creation. You know, right now in this place, I want you to know that while the enemy is focused on your sin, Jesus is focused on you. He's focused on his creation, and he's writing teacher, and he's writing youth pastor, and he's writing missionary, and he's writing wife and husband and forgiven and healed all over this place. Can I tell you something? That God is still in the business of restoration. He is still in the business of transformation. He is still in the, re in the business of redemption. <laughs> and while the enemy is focused on your sin, Jesus is fixed and focused on you. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and a future. Listen, I don't, don't believe the lie when the enemy tries to tell you who he thinks you are. Know that the Bible says already who you are. <laughs> And while, the while the enemy says that you're a failure, you know that John says, John says that you are a child of God. And while the enemy says that you'll never be right with God, the Bible says that you are a friend of God. While the enemy says that you'll never be free from bondage, don't worry, Romans reminds us that you are no longer a slave to sin. Oh, come on, somebody. While the enemy says that you have been rejected, the Bible says I have been accepted by Christ. 
While the enemy says that you will never change, the Bible says, I am a new creation. Amen. While the enemy says you will always be stuck in the same sin, Galatians says, I have been set free in Christ. While the enemy says that God will never accept you, the Bible says, I am chosen, holy, and blameless before God. While the enemy says that you'll you'll never be able to do good works, Ephesians says, I am God's workmanship created to produce good works. And while the enemy says that you are not love, remember, loves me. And has chosen me. Father, we love you, Jesus. We love you, O Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you right now that in this place you are breaking the lies of the enemy. The strongholds of the enemy. The grips of the enemy. Those things have been loosened in Jesus' name. Right now, as your sons and your daughters are being ministered to your Holy Spirit right now, believing the lies, they, they, couldn't, they can't do this, or I can't do that, or how dare I try to do this, or God will never love me, or I can't be that type of Christian, or I can't do these type of things. We just loosen that in Jesus' name right now. Yes. One by one, the woman's accusers left until it was just her and Jesus, and Jesus stands from the ground and he asks her in John chapter 8 verse 10 he says woman woman where are those accusers of yours has no one condemned you and she said no one lord and Jesus says neither do i condemn you go and sin no more will you please stand with me i normally give churches an opportunity to respond to the mission at the end but I just felt like the Lord was asking me to do that first so that's why I, I, I did that that's why I gave you an opportunity to respond and and uh, and so <clears throat> and if you if you just feel like the Lord is is uh, calling you to partner with us um, you have the card there we'd love to answer any questions that you may have but today I just feel like Maybe there's some of you in this room that need to respond to the Lord in regards to the message. The message of freedom. The message of restoration. And, and, and please, it's not all about drugs and alcohol or anything like that. You know, There's so many things that the enemy just wants to keep us in, in, in a different place. He wants to keep us separated from the very calling of God because he knows when we walk in the calling that God has for our lives that we are dangerous. (laughs) Dangerous. Dangerous. The other day I started praying and asking God, should I change the message that we share at churches? And he told me this, your message is this one message right here. And to share this one message that if anyone believes in him, <laughs> he shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is our message today. That if, that if I believe in him, I will not perish. Father, we just thank you right now. Maybe the, Holy, the Spirit is speaking to you and ministering to your heart right now in this place. We just allow the Spirit to just minister and continue. Uh, we thank you that you're speaking to us. All over this place, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that our choices, that our sins, that our addictions, they do not define our future. 
They do not void God's calling from our life. We thank you that the hand of God is still on us, O oh Lord. You have not forsaken. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can trust in you, O oh Lord. I thank you, Father, that, that your hand is upon each and every one of us, and you have, you have plans for us, O oh God. You have plans for your sons and your daughters in this place. We thank you, Father, that what the enemy has stolen, you are restoring, you are bringing it back. What the enemy has destroyed, Lord, thank you that you, the, 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 the ruins are being restored in Jesus' name, O oh God all over this place right now. All we, we have to do is respond to him and say yes. And a transformation can begin to happen and we leave, but you have pastors and leaders here that will continue to do what they do best and that's walk you through that journey of restoration and that journey of redemption and that journey of transformation as God takes us from glory to glory. <laughs> we want to just give you an opportunity in this place as Maybe you believe that the Lord is calling you to do more, to go above and more, above and a little higher. And in just a minute, we're just going to ask if you want to come forward and, and just receive prayer. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Holy Spirit, we just continue just to be led by you, O Lord. We just speak peace in this place. All over this place, if you've got your heavenly language, I just feel like the Spirit of the Lord is moving and we just want to win the battle in this place. We thank you, Father, that, the, that fellowship at Weatherford has the final triumph, oh God. <laughs> Oh, we thank you, Lord. The grip of the enemy is loosened in Jesus' name. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you right now. There are stories and testaments of the faithfulness of God all over this place. And freedom reigns in this place. As we continue to pray, if you want to come to the altar just to glorify God or just get praise or just to get prayer, the altar is open. We just want to pray with you. Pastor, if you have some elders or people that want to lay hands, that's fine too.
Jesus, God's righteousness revealed, the Son of Man, the Son of God, His kingdom Redemption sacrifice Now glorified Now justified His kingdom comes And this kingdom will know no end And its glory shall know no bound This kingdom's rule and this kingdom's power and authority. Jesus, God's righteousness revealed. Jesus, the expression of God's love. The grace of God, the Word of God, revealed to us. Jesus, God's holiness displayed, now justified, now his kingdom come and this kingdom will know no end and its glory shall know no bounds for the majesty and power of this kingdom's king has come and his kingdom's reign and this kingdom's rule and this kingdom's power and authority jesus god's righteousness revealed sing this kingdom and this kingdom will know no end and its glory shall know no bounds for the majesty and power of this kingdom's king has come and this kingdom's reign and this kingdom's rule and this kingdom's power and authority God's righteousness revealed. Jesus, God's righteousness revealed.
Hallelujah. Oh, well, the Lord is good, and, and um, there is freedom in the Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. Thank you, and He's Jesus. here this morning, and maybe, maybe you're resistant. Maybe you're thinking, I don't want to be embarrassed. But I just say to you, you really ought to choose freedom. You really ought to choose freedom. If it means you're a little embarrassed, you get over that. But you don't want to go out of here in bondage. If you don't know Jesus, you don't want to go out of here not knowing him. Today can be the day of salvation for you. God is in the redemption business. If you need prayer or anything, it's okay. Come and receive prayer. Yes. think about that God knows everything about you he knows all of your past he knows every sin every evil wicked nasty thing that you're too ashamed to admit to anyone and he still loves you thank you Jesus. he Hallelujah. still loves you thank you Jesus. he wants to be close to you, thank you Jesus. he's not like us he's not like us when we see people that we don't like or that are that are 
unappealing or gross to us. We, we pull back and we shrink back, but God just rushes to us and wants Thank to embrace Jesus. us with his love. Yes. And he knows every thought, every tear, every worry, every doubt, every pain, and he loves you. Thank you, Jesus. And it's okay to be in his hands. It may not change all of your circumstances, but it'll change everything about your life when you put yourself in his care and you trust him. Oh Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to trust you today, Lord. We choose to give ourselves fully to you. I thank you that you love us so much. When we were your enemies, when we were rebellious and we didn't care anything about you, you loved us enough to give everything for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, seal these words in our hearts today. That when we go out of here, we would go out with a new knowledge, a new revelation, a new understanding of who you are and who we are in you, Lord. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated and... Uh, we're, we're going to dismiss. I just have a couple of real quick announcements. One, if you happen to be a visitor, uh, if in your bulletin, you can tear off this and you can uh, fill it out and put it in that box right back there by the double doors. If you have an offering you'd like to give, that's where we do our offerings.